0: Hi, it's Hoa. I'm back again. I have something really important to talk about. It's a subject we rarely discuss because it can make us feel uncomfortable. Sexual harassment at the workplace. You know, and I'm like, why is this person keep pressing
1: up against me? And I realize that you have all this fucking space here, and I see his penis out! And Harvey, blessed Harvey Weinstein, whose tattoo I still have on my bum. (laughs)
2: The government should stay off the
0: gold standard, so that the pound can be a level that will keep our exports competitive.
1: The lady has foolishly attempted to join the conversation with a wild and dangerous opinion of her own. <laughs> sexual harassment. And
3: sexual harassment. To you and sexual harassment. Panda. Don't say that.
0: Don't touch there. Don't be nasty, says the silly bear. He's
2: gonna tell you what's right and wrong. Sexual harassment. Panda. Welcome to Last Minute Earth. My name is Lex Trigger. As always, I flanked by Matt Ralston. Unlike Harvey Weinstein, Matt's never been called out for as many years of inviting vulnerable women up to his room at the Four Seasons to watch him shower. Well, not exactly the Four Seasons and not exactly women, but otherwise, the pattern of abuse is striking.
3: Dude, Harvey, how do you expect that to go? You're 100 pounds overweight. You want to watch me take a shower? The answer is no. No one wants to watch you take a shower. Um... Don't you give?
2: Don't you give? Honestly, don't you give credit to like an obese guy who who gets naked a lot?
3: That's um, his. That's his move. I I like the obese guy that does it. Like at the football game, at the frat party, and everyone thinks it's hilarious. No one's going to take you seriously. You know, I mean, he has to know that if you go, yeah, I want to watch you take a shower, that you're just humoring him, right? Can you know that it, it worked almost every single time? Well, of course, it's pretty harmless, too. I mean, you watch the guy take a shower. What's the worst thing that could happen? There's a, there's a glass door between uh, his, his tiny. You don't think he used deck. the You don't think he used the
2: curtain and like did dramatic reveals of himself like every now and then? I'm picturing no curtain. <laughs> this week's show is sponsored by the U.S. men's soccer team. Take a sport with almost no scoring or excitement and make it into a laughing stock loser, and you have the recipe for a groundswell of support. U.S. Men's Soccer. You're now looking up at lacrosse. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, Matt. We lost uh, United States lost to a a small country in the Caribbean uh, that has a population of 37 people. Well, they probably care about (laughs) soccer, though. They do care about soccer, but we have 330 million people in the United States. How come we can't get 15 guys to play soccer?
3: Dude, I I have a novel idea. How about we just get the government? We get LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, I don't know, Chris Paul, Paul George— we just put them on the team. They don't have to practice with the team.
2: Why? Because they're good at basketball? They're even good at soccer? You're, yeah. such, you're such, an Amer- such an American.
3: It's 90% running.
2: Uh, it's, it is running. You can't use your hands, though. Those guys are good with their hands. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter, Last Men Podcast, or Facebook, Last Men Podcast also. When you're in the hood, things happen. I could have been dead by now or in prison.
1: You know what? I'm very independent. I don't ask nobody for shit.
2: My childhood was pretty
0: rough. Had to watch a lot of violence. I learned from it. I'm trying to do something positive.
1: At some point, we have to elevate and like grow and just evolve. You know what I mean?
2: All right, on to the show. We have some special guests today, Matt. Uh, we have a, a Latino guest today. This is the first for the Last Men Podcast. We try to go white only if, whenever, whenever possible. <laughs> uh, it's just these are We have Scar from Cholo's Try. Scar, welcome. Hey, what's up? Scar or Mario or Taco, we learned earlier. <laughs> nah, nah. Scar, scar. <laughs> scar. Only your mom's allowed to call you Taco, right? Yeah. There's certain things only your mom can call you. Uh, and Irene from the show as well. Hey, well, what's
1: up, what's up?
2: Welcome, Maureen. Uh, Cholos Try, by the way, I think was one of my favorite concepts I've seen in long, the longest time. This is Cholos trying to do things, right?
0: Yeah. Correct. With a real deal, trying regular people
2: stuff and people think it's
0: hilarious.
1: We be trying our white people
0: shit.
1: But it, yeah, that's
2: what I'm saying. Isn't this kind of racist? Because you're just picking things that you think people won't think Cholos do, like going to Alaska and, and hiking, right? Like. Like, Mexican-Americans would never do something like that, right? But isn't that kind of racist? No, I
1: don't... I, I, Aren't you I picking don't really...
2: whitey things? Aren't you just picking whitey things and saying, hey, we're going to do some fun whitey things? I think that's
0: the contrast of the show. That's what makes it uh, more exciting. I mean, we did go to the swamp with thousands of alligators. We went camping. That's only white boy shit, you know? Yeah. And we
2: got... We, we out here doing that. Did you, uh, did you find it... Did you learn something about the uh, southern, southern male... White male experience by hunting alligators? Uh, well, we we went
0: camping. I mean, it just goes to show, like, and the guides, the the, the tourist guys, wear white, and it just goes to show, man, white people are crazy. They are crazy. But
3: well, white people don't have that many problems, so we got to, like invent problems, right? Yeah. Like, let me insert myself into this alligator swamp. <laughs> yes. You know, I just haven't had any heat on me recently. <laughs> you know, you guys in the hood deal with that shit. You know, you got enough problems. Yeah.
2: Always right? like I have an alligator in my backyard because you live on a swamp.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you know, the Cholo's... Over. So, let me ask you this before we
2: even get started, because we... So,
3: dude, I'm going to do a white guy version of this, though, where I, like, sleep in a one-bedroom apartment with, like, eight other people.
2: Is that cho- a cho- white guy's <laughs> yeah, try? I, I think, I, I think that's called Section 8. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, what, let, 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 before we even get started, since Matt and I argued... I, I don't know if you saw this story a few weeks ago. The uh, Kylie Jenner and Kendall Jenner got sued, or they were, they were called out because they were doing Cholo wear like fashion that was like cholo wear they call it the two girls from the kardashians yeah i did see that you know okay.
0: thing so, cholo you know we are aware of it right away you know the the streets talk and they always get um miscredited because they they, they they don't know they don't know anything about the culture they misrepresent it
2: and it always backfires on them but isn't it like a good way to make money just to steal like other people's like other cultures identity that's is that, what
1: they
2: do. But is that like, people get upset, like, and uh, you know, speaking as a white guy, I don't understand it at all, but is it really that upsetting when the Kardashians are selling Cholo wear, or is it kind of like, I mean, I know it's, it's offensive at some level, but is it also kind of cool that, like, the entire world now sees even the word Cholo just for the first time? Yeah, you know what, we've been around for a long time, you
0: know, people just don't talk about it, but we're definitely here, and we're not going anywhere but
2: up. I mean, a, what's the difference between selling out and selling up, right? So what's the difference between having, you know, being exploited as a culture versus now being, like, internationally known as a culture?
0: I mean, you got to um, take it for what it is. You know, you got to appreciate, um, uh, you know, people copying your style and trying to make it out there. But pe- she got called out, and, you she know, she's not representing uh, what it really is. And, you know, um, the, the cholo culture is a, it's a culture, like, 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 you know, like, like I said... Um, it's something to, um, it's something cool. I I I can't really explain it, man. It's, it's like we're soldiers of the street. You know, this is our uniform. You know, you can't copy that. You can't just wear it and think it looks cool, man. Like you're gonna get checked or shot. You know what I mean? You need to know what you're wearing at all times because, like I said, these are, um, these are our uniforms. We are stro- soldiers
2: of the street.
1: Yeah, I mean it gotta depend on where you're at. If you're in Central, then you're gonna get hit up. What about you know, if, you're, if, you're what if you're in you-
2: Calabasas behind the gated estates? Are you okay? <laughs> no, you straight. You can wear whatever the fuck you want.
3: <laughs> you, you,
2: can, you can go whatever. So can,
3: uh, I, can I ask a quick question? Yes, please. When, when you see movies and they portray, uh, you know, Mexican-Americans, uh, you know, usually in, in the South Central, the, the costume department, what they do is they go with the high socks, the sort of slip-on shoes, and... Um, and the flannel buttoned at the top and then, you know, only the top button and the wife beater underneath. Is that what you guys wear or no?
1: Yes, we do. Oh,
3: yeah, <laughs> yes, there yeah, you go. the <laughs> They got have, it
0: right. The times have changed, though, but um, it, it, it's changed a little bit. Like, it, it uh, evolutionized, but uh, it's still mostly the same. Yeah, just flannels, dickies, and muscle shirts. Or, like, they call it wife beaters. But
3: Who came up with the idea of just the top button? Like, where does that... Where does that come from?
0: Movies,
1: maybe, but oh, okay. it went along his way. Colors?
3: <laughs> and the movie colors. We, just, we just try to look a little classy. That's
2: all it is. That's cool. All right, well, let me ask you. Let me go through some, some Hollywood stuff with you guys. I know you're not tuned in completely to that, but now, Scar, since you're about to become a Hollywood celebrity, you're going to be pounded with all this horrible Hollywood stuff because you're on the rise. Uh, so Harvey Weinstein, this producer in Hollywood... He was basically uh, molesting women for like 25 years, young actresses, telling him he'd give him movie roles or make their careers if they would sleep with him or other weird shit he was, other weird shit he was into. And it, as bad as it sounds, it seems to work for 25 years. There's just dozens and dozens and dozens of women, famous women now, Gwyneth Paltrow, Angelina Jolie, top women who all went along with this. So my question is, would this fly in the cholo community? First, and second, is this ever going to change? And Irene, I know you had something, some thoughts on this uh, harassment of ladies.
1: Yeah, um, well, growing up, just in general, in every subject, just not in Hollywood, um, I, I I would hear that. Like, if you don't sleep with me, I don't get you this, I don't get you that. Like, it's, it's like a power to men, I guess. But, I mean, it all depends on the on the woman. You know, my mom always told me, like, un hombre llega donde, donde la mujer quiere, the man will end up. Wherever you let him to be, you know it all depends on the females. But I mean, if they want the easy way out, I mean, the
3: That's majority not a great of in Spanish, going in Spanish, that sounded like great advice. That's interesting though that she's putting some of the impetus on the on the woman, not necessarily that they're victims, but they're making a conscious decision, right? Yeah.
2: So you so uh, uh, this girl Mayim Bialik, she's on. Uh, She's on the show Big Bang Theory now. I knew her as Blossom. I'm an old guy. I knew her as Blossom on 80s TV. Oh, Blossom! Yes, that was Blossom. She wore the flannel shirts. Yeah, she was. She was. Uh, so she was. She has some good insight into this because she's one of the few. Unattractive women who've been very successful in Hollywood. Oh, uh. So, but because of that, she's never really been, you know, been in the game of like all the guys hidden on her and all stuff like that. So she actually has a good perspective,
3: isn't she? A les- wasn't her character a lesbian or was that just implied strongly? Uh,
2: no, she's. I don't know if she is or not, but she's. She's like she actually got her job without being good looking, which is something to be said in Hollywood. So her her point of view is that the women are playing along with this, right? That the women are. Uh, the, the women are dressing too sexy, acting sexy, doing the high-pitched voice, the doe eyes, all that stuff, teasing the you know the men who can give them jobs and stuff like that. And then she got called out for saying she's blaming the victims. But it sounds like your mom kind of told you a little bit that like what Blossom said is correct, which is that like if you go there, the men will go there.
1: It don't dep- It doesn't matter if you ugly or not. A yeah. man will go for you know, honestly, yeah. I've heard from dozens of guys, they said, pussy ain't got no face.
2: Hmm.
1: And you know, and, and it doesn't matter, <laughs> if, it says, if you don't got no character, yes. then they're gonna go for it. Yeah, You know, it doesn't matter if you're ugly or not. But, yeah, but if she has a good attitude, I mean, it, it don't. we can't judge a bug, by it's cover either.
0: Yeah, but, like, like, Blossom is talking on a subject she knows nothing about. You know, you can't, like, it's like white people talking about black lives matter. They think all lives matter, but if you look at it, like, you don't know what black people deal with, just like you don't know what cholos deal with yeah. on a Correct. daily, yeah, on right. an hourly, on a secondly, daily basis, you know? So she can't talk on a
3: subject she knows nothing about. She I mean, didn't, I'm sure being a hot chick is really painful. Yeah, people buying you shit all the time, complimenting you. It's hard. Uh, it's a hard life. Offering you free cars, places to live, mm-hmm. et cetera. I mean, it sounds like a really tough life. Like if their life is tough, what the fuck what what what's up with my life? Yes.
2: Well, so they have this they have this campaign going online, social media, you've probably seen it on social media, Me Too, where all the women who have ever been harassed or had guys say nasty things to them or ask them to favors for jobs or anything like that are writing Me Too. And as far as I can tell, it's every single woman in the entire world. Hashtag me too. Hashtag me too. So I'm wondering, like, is that actually a crime or is it just every single woman in the entire world experiences this and it's just part of human nature?
1: I honestly I've experienced yeah. it because I used to wear about, let's, let's just say uh, I was I was a size seventeen. And before I, I didn't really get hit up on before, but now that I had lost all this weight, I changed, I grew up, I, I formed up whatever. But I do get that. I get Wait, that. Size I seventeen,
2: keep, that's an odd number. You it, were between sixteen and eighteen?
1: No, I was size seventeen. <laughs> now I'm a size five, seven. Like wow, I lost a I gang of weight. Wow. You know, like I was over one fifty and It is a difference. But then all the guys started
2: being mean to you. I mean, started started hitting Mm. on you and asking for things.
1: Yeah, asking for things, but still giving me things.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, it's just it's a girl's world. You know, it's a girl's thing. It's It's like in the gangster
3: movies where they give you an envelope. You know, you don't you you accept it. You don't have to really follow through. It's just that's kind of a part of the implied transaction, right? Does that make any sense? It sounds like no, no, not at all.
2: Uh, Scar, have you ever been sexually harassed for a job? Anything you, know you had to what? do? Sadly, no. Really? Sadly, no. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of uh, it's mostly women in Hollywood, but a lot of men also have stories now about, especially when they're young men, about being uh, sexually exploited in Hollywood. Boys, for sure. And then even a lot of young men because a lot of the male producers, it is mostly guys in charge, but a lot of them are gay as well. So a lot of the guys have gone through this as well. So I think it's more of a power thing than it is a female thing. But is it, is it really so if you Irene, if you could choose to be uh, size 17 again and have the guys leave you alone or or, or uh, look amazing like you do now, and then have to hassle the guys, what would you what would you choose?
1: Well, I'm a hustler, so I yes. get by anyway, so <laughs> I'm like, gee, <laughs> I know how to play around and I uh,
2: I feel like we're getting real perspective today, man, on this whole harass, because the women in Hollywood, these all, mostly wealthy white women who live in mansions, are all claiming how horrible this is. You know, as they have all their nannies and everybody else taking care of shit. But it's a it's a deal with the devil, right? It's a bargain you make.
1: Honestly, I don't really think it's all about the money. It's about your peace. If you don't have the peace, if you don't have... And you're just calm. You don't have to deal with everybody else. You know, you're away from it all.
3: But
2: it's also, isn't it also like a ranking of problems? So if you have, like Matt said earlier, if you have no problems in your life, like if you have no problems with money or whatever, anything else, jobs, all that stuff, then you kind of start... Elevating other smaller problems like the the postman is like you know staring at my breasts becomes like the biggest issue in your life because you got no other real problems right
1: you ignore a lot
2: yeah right you gotta ignore it yeah to
1: get by
0: yeah you know what? that's what I do a lot you know ever since I became an internet celebrity you know I noticed like girls like coming sending me all kind of stuff like on you know like just you know inappropriate and you you start to feel like how a girl will feel like always um getting um hit up on and i ignore it you know i stay focused on my craft but i do realize that i did see the second i became an internet sensation um the girls started paying more attention to me as, as of before they wouldn't
3: you get a lot of nudes what are we talking about some, here yeah i got Scar- some but you know what it, propositions
0: uh, yeah messages maybe, maybe? they, they want to take me out they want to you know like show me a good time and you know what i mean the the good thing that I uh, About me is that I saw it I saw it right away As soon as our videos Became viral Right away The girls come in Like okay From one day to another uh, The day before you didn't like me But now All these girls like me So I saw it And I stayed focused And I didn't fall into The temptation of Of the whole like Getting off track You know
3: Have you had that With people like That you grew up with That you maybe Hadn't talked to in a while And all of a sudden They're they're texting you Hey what's going on
0: Exactly Like you know what It would be funny Like you wouldn't even believe, but my neighbors actually started talking to me. Like, all my neighbors, like, you know, <laughs> before, their your own enemies? Yeah, before now, now they know me, and, and exactly my enemies, too, and that's what I want. I want my enemies to see me and see that I'm doing something good, and I don't need to be anybody's enemy. I'm a friend of the world. You have, en- and I'm you have
3: bona fide enemies?
1: We uh, all have enemies.
3: Yeah, we all have enemies. I don't fans. have enemies. Especially, oh, you costumes. have tons of enemies because
1: you're white. Oh, yeah. I, like, I have people that hate me. <laughs> I
3: just, <laughs> I don't engage. He's got
2: more enemies oh than you guys combined. <laughs> I <laughs> guarantee you have enough.
1: enemies that you just don't know. Yeah. You just don't pay attention <laughs> but
2: to. I mean, his, yeah. But his enemies are like on Twitter. They like send nasty tweets. Oh. Like, oh no, nasty internet
1: bangers. Which, by the way, them.
2: here's my feeling about my feeling about the whole rap game and everything else. Is it wow. guys used to like really beef like in public and really take it? Now they just go on Twitter. And they beef on Twitter. And like, that's no funny. My whole fun of rap is that, like uh-huh. at any moment, a guy might be killed by another guy over a beef. And now they're doing hashtags at each other. Oh, that's where it all
0: lost it, I think. Yeah, I think Internet Bang is going to become a thing in 2018. You but think so, so far as in, um, <laughs> Internet you know, Bang.
3: It's yeah. become a thing, it's,
1: it's become a viral.
0: Thing.
2: People game, um, Internet Bang on me all the time. Like, really? You know, well, is that worse or better than the guy who got shot outside the hotel in Hollywood and Highland and dragged himself? Because that was the first time I remember gangster shooting in in Hollywood in 20 years at least and i thought like well, that sucks for him, but that's kind of cool because now we're getting back to the real. I can say from my
3: personal experience, I would much rather you flood my Twitter feed <laughs> with insults and lies, and uh, than than you just uh, beat the shit out of me with a wrench mm-hmm. on uh, Ventura Boulevard. You don't
2: have to worry about that. You got different. Most of your enemies yeah. are little girls. Yeah, You don't got to worry about that. You know what happens every
0: day in our every single day in South Central. You just don't hear about it, but we hear about it. We see the helicopters. We hear, we hear the sirens. We see the people coming out, and everybody gets shot every
2: single day in, in different blocks. You know, you just don't hear about it. It's
1: not a regular day if you don't hear the helicopters. The get the helicopters.
2: Yeah. Can't get a cop here for a lot. You could do. You could stand out naked in the street. You won't see a cop here for two hours. I guarantee you. I've called nine one one. I live around here. Called nine one one once. Nine hours later, they came by. Yeah. To check on and they check came to check on the neighbor. Someone stole a piece
3: of your china or
2: something. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Here's what they ask you if you call nine one one. They say. Is there a guy shooting? You go. No. They go. Okay. Yeah, we'll get around there someday. <laughs> I've literally not seen a police officer in ten years since I lived here. So you guys should move, move. Now oh, you're near a station. Irene, let me ask you: Do you have a uh, uh, password access to Scar's uh, uh, social media accounts? Because it sounds like a lot of women are sending naked photos to him with propositions.
1: Oh no, no, no! I don't. I give him my I, Instagram password. I, I also get that from guys and females as well.
2: Are you guys worried that's going to injure your relationship at all?
1: Nah, because they know I'll fuck them up.
2: Really? I'll yeah, find out. We is,
1: Latinos, we know their social security, how many kids they have, and <laughs> their addresses and everything. You know?
0: it, it is. Um, There's some a, basketball-wise shit going on here. It, it, it is a little bit <laughs> disturbing. You know, like, you got um, a lot of my own friends trying to get with her, and I see that. But, you know, uh, and a lot of people that we know, like, they all try to, like, no matter what, they try to... Um, get at us we just yeah they us. do
1: it right in front of us yeah,
0: really and, and it, it, it all
2: depends on the person you know what I mean you just gotta stay focused and, but when know. you're when you're stay famous positive. when you're a celebrity and you're famous you're a, you're a sensation by your own words women are gonna throw themselves at you that's gonna happen yeah. and the more the more fame you get the more it's gonna I always wonder about like basketball players that go on the road and even if they're really good guys and they're married there's just like 15 women after every game like naked in their hotel room trying to throw themselves at them and I wonder how much a man can really, how much a man can really take. That's hard. It's not like the guys going out, like secretly, like going around the back trying to hook up with a girl. There's actually girls like in their bed, like you know, demanding sex, and the guy's supposed to go, no, 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 no. That's hard for a guy, isn't it? Uh, I've never been there before. Yeah, you're gonna get there, man. You better have an answer. Well, for <laughs> my <laughs> sort of casual experience,
3: these these type of women uh, subtlety is not really their game. No. So uh, it's it's kind of pathetic. And like I, I, obviously am not on like the Johnny Depp level. God knows what that dude deals with. But, um, you know, when, when you're when you're really obvious about it and you come off as desperate, it's hard to it's hard to get a boner. What? And yeah, for me anyway. I mean, I know a lot of guys don't really give a shit, but I find it deeply unattractive the same I'm sure like every chick at a bar when a dude comes off as desperate you know you're, you're essentially a celebrity at any bar you walk into if you're you know a decent looking girl and uh, you know it it doesn't it doesn't rub you the right way you know what I mean uh, this, uh, I bar-
1: understand
2: what he's saying no boner I, yeah. problem uh, I get dry yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, your face makes me dry I don't understand <laughs> I don't
3: what like the you're trying to do I don't, but, I don't,
2: like 24 year old athlete I don't know they get not, I don't know I don't know. I don't understand you, Matt. Sometimes you're too, way too sensitive. Well, you got to
3: also question the person's motives. You know, I walk. You broke into my hotel room. It is dangerous. You know, you're face down on the bed with your ass in the air. It's like okay, like there's a lot of things that can go wrong here. You know, you're you're definitely a target. The Sultan of Dubai. You definitely
2: become a, the minute you have money or fame. You become a target, right? Everybody's trying to it, guy friends or girls are trying to get something from you, and that I, we talked about it before the show even started, like with Justin Bieber. It's a tough life, right? I mean, you yeah, can't we, trust anybody. Yeah, anymore. we live in
0: a time where, like, famous is almost as good as money, honestly.
2: Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, because people don't know how much money you have. Yeah, like, we get free stuff all the time and we're still broke. Yeah. Well, those rappers <laughs> yeah, we're always. We're
1: still even couple noodles and shit. Yeah.
2: Well, they always find those rappers who are broke, but they have, like, all the money stacks around them. They always have the money stacks on the bed and the gold chains, but it turns out they rented everything. They got, to, they got no money. But, but nobody knows because they're famous. They got, you know, a million followers, so people just assume they have a lot of money. But you're a target. You ready for that scar? Are You ready to like? I mean, you know what? I am a target. Like everybody sees me, and I get invited
0: everywhere. VIP, you know, I get offered free stuff like all the time. Like not not for um, anything sexual, but just because I'm famous, people want to see me with their brands or at their bars. So we get it. It, it, comes, um, it It's a lot of stuff that comes with the fame, you know, a lot of good stuff.
2: But what do you think about like if you leave the if you leave the neighborhood? That's selling out, or is that just getting out because you have to get out? Like if you become wealthy, if you became famous, and you just it was too much around you, and you had to like move somewhere where it was like you just could be alone. Would that be selling out? Um, It wouldn't be selling out if you're
0: trying to survive. I mean, I would like to make my neighborhood better, and I am, you know. But at the same time, I gotta watch my back every single time I step out. Every every minute, I gotta watch my back. It is very dangerous, but I'm definitely. not moving out I'm
1: a, yeah you feel tense yeah. in the hood you yeah. know but the, the reason if, if I or him will move out is for the kids yeah. because we wouldn't want them growing up or adopting to what we saw when we were little
2: yeah yeah, yeah. that makes sense I don't I, don't, I mean I, I know they judge people when they do when you leave your own neighborhood no matter where it is they say you're too good you think you're too good for this place now but at some point you know you want to be authentic and represent but you also want you know to let your kids out without worrying about what's going to happen to them do you guys have kids?
1: Yeah, I have a son. He yeah. has
2: two kids, yes. Nice. Yeah, we got kids. Yeah? My,
3: my girlfriend is Mexican. Um, they're from Nevada, though, not not from the hood, really. But I met all of her brothers, and I, I said, uh, how come, you know, the term beaner, um, you know, I like, beans are one of my favorite foods. Uh, and I know that Mexicans eat a lot of beans. I mean, that's just a fact. So I don't understand what's offensive about it. It did not go well. Now it it really uh, I was trying to make conversation, uh, it was not well received. Uh,
1: Latinos watch a lot of novelas, so we yeah. take it very offensive for whatever everybody
0: says. No? <laughs> I've never been called the of myself.
1: Yeah, you know, like my son, he's Latino. He don't like beans.
3: Yeah, yeah I my love daughter be- hates beans. So see,
1: there you go. It's okay. a generation now. I there. guess it's just
3: a bad stereotype. I'm just saying, like uh, you know, I'm you Irish. Try. If someone said you know you're you're a tater tot, I'd be like, well, whatever. <laughs> They're they're pretty good.
2: What about when people call you drunk when you're drunk? You don't like that either.
3: No, that's those are fighting words for sure.
2: Well, Matt, I, I got to tell you, you should work on your uh, communications with your uh, Mexican American inla- future in-laws because <laughs> it sounds like you need a few a few few pointers there. <music> Let me ask you guys about Colin Kaepernick and the whole NFL thing and not standing for the anthem. I, I think Matt and I both feel Matt even more than I don't give a shit about the National Anthem and what people do and all that stuff. And It's kind of a phony NFL thing. But also I feel like it's your job, right? And so when you have a job and you have a boss and the boss says, you got to stand, you stand. You got to sit, you sit. And if you don't like it, you quit. So where do you guys stand on the whole Colin Kaepernick and the guys taking knees at the, you know, for the NFL, for the National Anthem as a statement for what they're standing for but also as like... It's your job. You get paid $5 million a year to be a linebacker. You should stand if your boss wants you to stand.
0: Yeah, I think he should have more respect and just get off the field and do that, you know, off the sidelines because, you know, people are watching. And just like us, man, it's a lot of stuff we do that you wouldn't even think we do. But, I mean, we do it. I mean, we're cholos, we're the real thing. Like, I'm not going to show myself doing some graffiti or you know, jumping somebody or, or anything like that. So you got to kind of keep that um to, you know, don't put it out so publicly. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be showing, you know, like how I'll go off on cops. Um, well, not yet. But in the meantime, like I say, if he has a, his own agenda, do it off the field. You know, I, that's what I think. Is that going to be the episode Cholos try going off on cops? Oh, it happens every day. Yeah, you know? Every day, is, you know, it, it might sound a little funny, but I'm uh, weary of it. I've been dealing with this my whole life and, but you're, but you're but sha-
2: but you're shaping your show to be not to be less confrontational, right? Yeah, it's exactly, more fun. Exactly. And it brings back to the
0: subject uh, of that football guy. I can't pronounce it, but Kaepernick. Yeah, Kaepernick. All right. So yeah, like I said, you got to keep that stuff off the off the sidelines. Keep that you know behind um, closed doors. Like if you do got an agenda, like do that maybe maybe uh, uh, rally up a protest or something like that, but not on the football field. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: you got to do it the right way. You got to be a public figure.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I Public want it because here we're in the entertainment business. And, and the entertainment business is about there's some level you have to sell out no matter what. And everyone judges you and things like that. But if you want to be popular, you got to sell out because otherwise you'll just be popular in a very small number. And that's not how you get a show, a popular show. So if you want a popular show, you got to promote it to a lot of different people outside of your neighborhood. Yeah, you know what? You're right about that. A lot of people think that.
0: Um, we're not the real thing, but we are. The only reason why people think that is because you have never seen any Cholos do something positive. We're always like looked in the media as doing something bad, and of course we have. And in movies, you see us as, as the bad guys, but for once in history, and I'm glad to be part of that history, is do something positive and show people that we're just, at the end of the day, we're just people. You know what I mean? And,
3: it's basically like when see, I kind of expected you guys to say the opposite with Kaepernick, but. So you deal with the police. I, I grew up dealing with uh, uh, you know police occupation, and and to a degree I still do, but not because I don't I don't live uh, you know in South Central LA. But you get cops that that will sort of dare you to do something to step to them because they want to beat the shit out of you or, or shoot you or whatever, right? You probably have experienced that, and and when you're talking about experiencing different things that that you know cholo's or whatever don't normally experience. The it's the same philosophy with the police force who don't live in the communities. The the way that that you could actually have an improved experience with police. A you have to eliminate the revenue, but if they actually live in the community and understand the people who they're policing, that eliminates uh, a large portion of the of of the misbehavior. Right. So it's it's almost the same philosophy, isn't it?
0: Oh, I could talk about this for hours. You know what I mean? Like you got one minute. Okay. So <laughs> pretty much, honestly, like. A lot of cholos have died, gone to jail. You know, it's not too many of us, the real ones left. You know, and you know people like to point the finger, but what do you think they're gonna do when there's no more cholos or no more thugs? They're not gonna go. You know, they can't. They're they're obviously gonna go for all the regular people. So you know, don't think you're safe. You know, that's all I gotta say. It's
1: a commission thing with cops. You know, Um, there's things that they do in South Central that they're not supposed to do, like search a female. And I've gone that, gone through that so many times. Like, don't fucking put your hands on me. You better bring a female to do that for you. But, I mean...
3: Well, you can't be searched without probable cause anyway. You shouldn't be being... Exactly, I mean, but in South Central, something. they
1: do what the hell they want.
3: Well, yeah, for sure.
1: I, I used to be on their side and everything. I'm still on their side. There's good cops and bad cops, just like there's good cholos and bad cholos. I'm telling you, it's just it all depends on. I'm, I'm guessing at the area that you live in because I mean, if you're South Central, you're gonna get tackled down. But if you're in Beverly Hills, you're just gonna you're, they're gonna come right to your window and just ask you for your license and registration without getting out of the car. You know, yeah,
0: I got stopped last week on Friday. What was it? And they for pulled no me over. Reason. I'm like, okay, like usually I like to talk back, but I was like, let me go with the program. First thing they do is tell me to get out the car with my hands up. I'm like, okay, let me just go with it. They got my girl coming out the car with her. I'm like, okay, well, now you got to tell me what's going on. And that's when I lost my cool. But they, they do a lot of stuff. There. Yeah, they
1: were about to search me until I told them, that hey, you can't do this. Yeah, you they're, know? they're
0: going for the bigger fears. They're, they just had nothing better to do. and yeah, it's sad they're that, bored. You know, you hear this story all the time, and it's it just something happens every day. You know, something's got to change, and maybe I'll be the change. I'm definitely fighting my ticket, just like every ticket that I fought. Um and
2: that's it yeah well one day you'll be soon you'll be famous enough to say do you know who the fuck I am do you know who you're dealing with oh that that has happened yeah that watch.
1: happened it came out on what's TV? your badge
0: TMZ? number what's yeah, your you badge gotta number TNC you. man yeah. we went viral that week and that same <laughs> week we got pulled over <laughs> And we told the cause, hey, you know who we are? And sure enough, she knew who we,
2: who yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. yeah, check out that TMZ episode, Cholo's Try. Yeah, one day you'll be getting special treatment. They'll be letting you in everywhere, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, hold it their flips. gun
1: and their batons. Yeah, yeah we, we do. do. <laughs> we,
0: we do get in everywhere now, but before it wasn't the, the, same, the same thing. It
2: flips kind of fast. So how do you feel about, so you don't feel like your TV show has to push any political agenda or mm-hmm. t- all the stuff you are just talking about now. You don't feel like that. You don't feel like obliged. That has to be part of everything you do in entertainment. No, no, not at all. Like I said, that, that you, if you have your own agenda, you do that on your own time, you know? Like women always say if they make movies, they're going to make movies for women, right? And it's not going to be explo- exploitative. And then nobody goes to see the movies because they're kind of boring. And then the women who are s- sort of smarter go like, well, I am going to cast really hot actresses in my movie, and there might be a few sex scenes because I want people to see the movie. And then people go, oh, you sold out because you did a movie just like a man would. But at some level... You have yeah, repeating myself, but you have to kind of sell out a little bit. If you can't just be hardcore all the time, if you are, you're never going to get outside your you're never going to get outside your circle. But you don't feel like obliged to carry on. you You have a strong social message. You don't feel like that has to be part of everything you produce. No, I mean that's the thing about the show. You actually seeing that we're people. We got kids. We got jobs.
0: We got bills, and we're just trying to get by like anyone else. We made some bad choices in the past, and right now we're just trying to live. Um, and move forward but when we you got people like the police like you know reminding us who we are every day you know it's a little bit hard but we we just got to be, be you know uh, grow that extra uh, layer of skin and be stronger than that you know
3: you know the police shouldn't have that kind of discretion anyway that kind of shit fucking pisses me out and it, it's good when they let you off obviously like oh we recognize you who the fuck are you yeah, like yeah, you either know, it, either give a fucking ticket or don't like what is this shit where I have to fucking exactly. bow down and do a and little fucking jig and, and for you and I'm, you fucking drop out motherfucker I'm preparing my speech already
0: for when I go to court to find my ticket it's like wait like the car was telling me, "Okay, you didn't stop long enough. Like my wheels didn't stop. Like that like, okay? I just need you to say that that you didn't stop. Long. Like, no, I really can't. Like, I can't really say something. But in, in your eyes, if you think I didn't stop long enough, then that's your decision. And I could have walked out with a ticket, but I gotta do what's right. So yeah, I like first of all, it
1: was a fucking alley. There was no one around. There was a stop sign from a quarter of a second. Like, okay, are you really gonna trip out on that? There's bigger problems out there in the street. Why are we you know? paying these fucking it.
3: losers to to?" Uh, you know, I'll I'll let you off with a break on this one. What the fuck? Like, wh- well, wait a minute. Let's wh- go back. What, what do I need you for let's in this to, society? Let's go back
2: to cholo's in an alley. <laughs> is that is that a specific code the cops have? No, we were just no, driving we by. were just
1: driving, going home, yeah. coming from set, taking the kids some food. You yeah, know, yeah. that was it. But they no, they ended up getting their their food cold. They were following us with out their lights, thought like second. some
3: predators that they are. What kind of vehicle are you driving?
1: Oh, man, I got I got a two thousand one Explorer. <laughs> no, <that's
3: not laughs> but I mean, I never get pulled
1: over. But yeah. I mean, it was just, they were just bored. You could just tell that they had nothing nothing else to say because we were asking questions. as asked. You know, as citizens, like, come on, like, really? Like, no. Like, they had nothing else to do. Not
2: once did they ask me for my license or registration. At once. Yeah. So that's been going on forever, right?
0: Do you think it's just going to go on forever as well? No, I think somebody's going to stop and hopefully maybe people could rewind back to this um, recording, this this blog, this segment, and you'll see, oh, look, this guy did uh, did change it. And I, I, I feel like I'm the one to change that.
1: I'm for sure. I don't stay quiet. Right. I keep it real... I keep it real. I'd rather tell it like it is and be yeah, safe for what it's like. I don't want not. to get
0: too serious, but everybody has a destiny, and I feel like I'm seeing this with my own eyes, and I definitely wouldn't want my daughter and my exactly. son to deal with it. And the second they do, it's going to be hell on earth.
1: we trying to change cops, the generation. But to
0: let's the next. not be too serious.
2: All right, well, let's talk about. I want to talk about the last thing I want to ask you guys about today. So, the singer Pink, are you familiar with Pink? The singer Pink? Yes. Okay. Sorry, you can pretend you are. It's okay. <laughs> She's a bleach blonde, big hair, big girl. She sings some Rowdy's party songs. So she went out, She did an interview. So all the uh, women in uh, entertainment try to relate to the common woman. So she went, did an interview. She wanted to talk about her marriage. She's been married to Kerry Hart. He's a motocross guy. Really cool dude. He was the first guy to do backflips on a motorcycle in competition. That's how I remember him. First guy to go like, you know, I can do a backflip on a motorcycle and did it without killing himself. And uh, so Pink said in an interview, just said, like, her marriage is tough. Sometimes relationship is tough. And she says, sometimes I go, we go a whole year without sex. And I thought, <laughs> my first thought was, like, that's, like, something, like, most women can't, like, get away with. Like, that's something very cavalier. Like, that's something, like, Pink can say. Because maybe her husband is whatever. They've they're, they're got means and all this stuff. Like, They've got wealth and celebrity. But, like, most women probably can't, aren't in a position where they can just cut their husbands off from sex is for a she, year.
3: Is she complaining? Is she bragging? Like, what, in what I think capacity it like, is it, this? It sounded like
2: a very strange thing for me to, to say. So I'm wondering, like, is that something that, like, only women who can get away with it can, can get away with? Because that seems like a really bad idea for a relationship. For a relationship.
1: Yes, it is. It to me, it is. how long they've
2: been together, maybe.
1: Yeah, how long have they been together? Like 10 years. You know, I think that every... Um,
2: but a year... They,
1: they got to make it excitement, you know? Like, go to a fucking alley, at least. Go anywhere where you go. Just do the guy. Make it exciting, you know? Don't make it boring just in the bedroom, you know?
2: Yeah. Women always say, usually say, get flowers, get flowers, and, and stuff like that. That's, a, that's the answer. But I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's on her, because I don't think a guy goes a year without sex. No. So, like you said... Unless you're locked up. Yeah, unless... You're, well, then you're, you're having different kind of sex. <laughs> but, like Irene said so beautifully earlier... Pussy has no face.
1: Pussy ain't got no face. So
2: I don't care what pink looks like. If she's your wife and she's the only girl in your life and you're seeing her every night, you can't go a year without sex. Yeah,
1: Somebody, somebody oh pink boy. is going to bound to do it <laughs> yes. for you, okay? But isn't that, like, isn't,
2: isn't that like a cultural or like a, a, you know, sort of a class thing where like, so she's got pink is crazy wealthy. She's crazy popular. She's got kids. She doesn't really, I mean, if her husband leaves her, she's okay, right? She's fine. But like a lot of women, if your husband leaves you, I mean, you're 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 fucked, right? I mean, not for the rest of your life, but it's a you're, you know you might stay up at night worrying. Like my husband's, I haven't slept with him in a year. He's probably going and some seeing other women. I'm kind of worried, right? She doesn't seem worried at all.
1: I mean, give it two months at least, if anything, the most. A whole fucking year? Really? You might be on a
0: spiritual journey or something.
2: Yeah. What kind of spiritual journey is that? Is that what... Scar, are you going to undertake that? Cholo's trying no sex for a year? (laughs) I mean, I've tried it for a few
0: months. I mean, I think all guys should try. You you have a whole different mindset, you know? Really? I mean, I'm
1: not wealthy, but I need my sex.
3: Yeah, Yeah, that was was before I got with her. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. (laughs) If I go like three or four days, like I'm verbally filing a, an official complaint.
2: Right. You getting yeah, bar- like a grievance. Well, guys just get in, excuse thing. so guys getting a lot of bar, get in a lot of fights, then start getting a lot of fights. You know, they need like, they need their lady to keep them calm. And then, then they usually just start cheating, right? They start cheating because even if they don't want to, because they have to, this just seems like a crazy, is this something like someone in, in your neighborhood would tell, like say, I'm just not going to have sex with my husband for a year.
1: I mean, I came over here to Ventura. This is the first time I hear this. You know?
3: <laughs> it seems crazy. It seems crazy. but it's like, And then another woman like, yeah. Well, this sounds- isn't a typical situation, right? This is probably, and I don't, I, know. I don't know the dude uh, Hart, but, you know, if Hugh Jackman and his wife don't have sex for a year, well, we he's, all he's understand what's going on, yes. right? Uh, Jimmy Fallon and his wife don't have sex for a year. Okay, so we're we're probably talking about and pink could not look more. And I'm not saying this in a, in a pejorative way, like a uh, a dyke, like a bull dyke. She looks a little bit like a man.
2: Yeah. So that's this, her thing. That's her thing. I mean, that's her thing. It's to look like like a like a unisex. That's her thing.
3: Well, you don't just necessarily. Lo- you're making a statement, which is perhaps I'm not all that attracted. Uh, to dudes and perhaps uh, this dude for whatever reason you know is is not necessarily attracted to uh, butch lesbians uh, so it could just be a situation where they don't enjoy fucking each other you know yeah but then
2: uh, I, let me tell you something uh, my mom told me my mom didn't tell me this if he's not sleeping in your bed he's sleeping in somebody else's bed yeah that's try that in Spanish because <laughs> <laughs> you can't I mean, you just can't cut your you can't cut your husband off from sex and expect that he's going to be like, you know, loyal to you. I mean, he might be you can expect he's going to be loyal to, you, but as a practical matter, it's a really bad. It's, I think it's a really bad idea, and I feel like it's something like women, like, you know, women of means who don't worry if their husband leaves them. She doesn't care if her husband leaves her. I mean, she probably will cry a little bit, but she can be just fine. She'll have a backup dance, a twenty-year-old backup dancer as a new boyfriend, in like a week. She'll be in you know overseas in Europe living at the four well, seasons. If, it's
3: just, if the problem is just that she doesn't feel like it, here's the thing: he doesn't feel like taking you out to dinner on Valentine's Day. It's not something that he's dying to do, right? It's it's a fucking compromise. So if that's really the issue, how about you just fuck him once a week and go about your your day? Yeah, you, man. It, it's your practical.
1: There's <laughs> a million things to do to get your excitement. Yeah. Boost up. Yeah. You know, there's pills. There's there's Books, yeah. You know some white people. Movies. Shit was, books, you know what I mean. Books, Karma role Sutra. Playing.
2: Dress up you know, like a show. Yeah, fucking dress up. You know, like
1: fucking dress up like fucking. Um, what's that movie called we were watching? Um, any fucking movie. It doesn't matter. Porn. You're watching
3: porn. Like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we haven't watched. I didn't. watch, watch porn together. I don't know why. You don't dress watch like porn together? Cat.
1: You know, he can be a dog if God no, cares. Don't you know, it don't yeah. matter. <laughs> fucking excitement. Oh,
3: cosplay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, the furry,
2: like the furry costumes? dressed yeah. up like the cat and stuff like that?
1: Be somebody else. Fucking paint your hair, diet.
2: She does that already. She does all that. I don't know. It just, I, I felt, when I read it, everyone's, because all the women, so the women always want to relate to other women, and I feel like she's not good at it, because I don't feel like other women would relate to that, because I think other women, most other women would say, like, fuck, I can't get, a, even if I wanted to, I couldn't get away with that. Like, I couldn't, like... That's not a privilege no, I have. She's
1: getting cheated on. Yeah,
2: no way. I'm sure there's some, there's probably some women and wives who don't want to have sex with their husbands.
3: Yeah, am I naive? Don't most wives w- want to fuck their husbands? I'm not saying like twice a day, but d- I mean, isn't that the whole premise of marriage? Well, they've been married for a long time. <laughs>
2: so, how long have you guys been together?
1: For a year, but I've been knowing her for 16.
2: Okay, so when you get like 10 years down the road, you know, you'll have Scar dress up as a cat, cat, like a furry cat. There'll be all sorts of shit going on. You do need a little excitement, but she travels a lot too. You could dress
1: up as a nerd, you know? Yeah.
3: (laughs) No, you be the the cop. Right there. And and you pull him over.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Sorry, that was bad. I'll I'll I'll, I'll (laughs)
0: probably end up beating her up. Stop stop
2: and frisk. I like it. Uh, Stop and frisk. (laughs) Yeah, you might like that kind of shit. So many people, you gotta keep that stuff private. That's stuff you keep private, right? You don't need to share that yeah. stuff. I don't know. It just that seems like a, a white. I always call it white women problems. That seems like a white woman problem. Like I just skip a year of sex with my husband, and we'll be we'll be we'll be, we'll be fine. Uh, I want to thank you guys for being on the show with us today. I want to. Where can people see the show? Tell us about the show and where they can find you on social media.
0: You can find us everywhere on on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, uh, everything out there on Cholos Trias. Cholos try, and I'm launching my new um, uh, my new TV, my new uh, episodes called Scar and Kids, where I teach kids um, things on um, crafts that I learned how to do in jail. And my first episode is coming out in a week from now uh, on October. It's a Halloween show uh-huh. where I teach kids how to do some Halloween activities. You make you look, it mean like a moonshine. Well, you know what? It's just something. Like, how, to make, how to make a shank? Oh, <laughs> Where's no. that episode? That's, that's, all, you, all you gotta do to make a shank is get a. That episode. No, nah, nothing like that. Just some um, good stuff. Like, it's just simple things that you, you know you, you you learn how to appreciate when you're in jail because you work with what you got, and when you do get it, like you appreciate it more because um, it's just something like simple. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, like um, like in in um in jail, obviously you don't have any pumpkins to carve out the um. The pumpkins and and you want to get into the spirit. So what we did was we carve about um, apples. Ah, oh, I you thought you were gonna so, say something else. Yeah, so that's what we gotta do. You know, just little things like that. Like yeah. teach them how to how we cook in jail, and they'll, they'll have fun. So they don't have to
2: go to jail. They could be out, and you know. I think that's a great idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna make my kids watch that. I, think, I wish my kids would go to jail, take a little take a little vacation. So where can they see the TV show The Cholos Try? What's the best place to watch that?
1: They can watch it on. Uh, Watchable.com On Cholos Try They can watch it on YouTube Facebook Cholos Try Twitter Cholos Try Or or go to my fan
0: page Uh, I got my own little projects It's called Cholos Worldwide On on Facebook Cholos
2: Worldwide Because we're going worldwide Let's say I'm a young Attractive woman I want to send you Naked photos Which account Should I send my photos to? All right, send them
0: to Cadley um, <laughs> underscore baby <laughs> three two three. Yeah,
1: it's
2: my
0: girlfriend. So she'll,
2: watch, all right, You gotta go prove it or, get in the, it or not. It's all
1: right. We we, we look at all your stuff together. Get you in know, this,
2: get in those
3: DMs. Get in those DMs. That's all I got to say. Slide through the
1: DM, baby boys, baby what girls. Of, uh,
3: what part of Alaska did you guys go to? Um, anchor,
1: Anchorage.
3: Anchorage. Anchorage. Oh, okay. Correct. People were pretty pretty uh chill there right not as judgmental. yeah they're pretty
1: chill i mean they kind of look at me kind of like i'm like i'm on my bino or something like they really don't see me out there but i mean yeah it was pretty dope It's was really chill everything's natural like the air is different i love
3: it it's cold matt how, many,
2: matt how many spanish-speaking kids were in your in your school in alaska
3: uh just the ones that were in the military and didn't sort of uh took an amnesty and stayed instead of uh returning <laughs> returning <laughs> home so uh, a couple. There's also the witness protection program. So, uh, you know, there's some, uh, <laughs> some chicks from Honduras that were, uh, uh, I'd say about 16 years old in the 5th grade showed me uh, their boobs it was great uh, but yeah not, not as many so as if, you,
2: if, you, if you're uh, if you're a chul and you rat on somebody they send you to Alaska to hide Yeah. oh
1: hell
2: no <laughs> that's the number one rule
1: you don't have to is that how you, you guys rat. are
2: climbing the rocks there you're looking for people to uh, take out <laughs> just trying different cultures you know what was your, what was your very favorite episode to tape
0: I like the Comic Con that had us doing cosplay. Uh, we all got to make our own costumes and we cholo them. Like I got to be the
2: Cholo-nator. I got uh-huh. to
1: be my cholificent.
2: <laughs> nice. What was what was a big difference for uh, the, your cholificent outfit? What made it cholo?
1: Oh, I was taking care of the stray cats and dogs in South Central.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and me, I just I was like. Um, like you know how uh, Arnold wears a tight uh, leather pants. I had on, like yeah. really baggy with my Nike Cortez.
2: <laughs> you know. out. Are there are there any uh, cho- uh, any Mexican American or Cholo uh, uh, comic book characters?
3: Um, None me, yet, right? Me, Probably me. You? Yeah, because no movies,
2: no TV shows, no.
3: No, not really. I feel not like really. the Punisher was kind of Mexican. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. No. No, I don't think so. You know, maybe that guy Hector that plays uh, that cholo in every movie, but I'm yes. the next one. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, there's no, no, no nobody re, we can really look up to. And I'm proud to say that I, I'm somebody that people have come up to me. And the surprising thing about that is that little kids come up to me and want to take pictures with me. So that's when you know you're doing something different, you know? When people come up to you knowing how you look, knowing your background, and still want to take pictures with you. So. Look- that definitely motivates me to keep doing what I'm doing. Let
2: me ask you a quick question before you guys go. I've always wondered, So they had like, in this new, uh, uh, new comic book movie they're making, the, uh, God, the Devil, whatever the hell it is. There's a guy, the character in the show is supposed to be Japanese in the movie, uh, Hellboy, the new Hellboy. And the character in, is, in the comic book is Japanese, and they had a, a white guy who was going to play it. And they said, that's you know, racist, that's whitewash, and you can't have a white guy playing a Japanese character. So they got a Korean actor to play the Japanese character. And they, and they said, oh, that's fine because he's Asian. But Korean and Japanese are really different. Do you, do you get upset when, like, it doesn't matter the country of origin when people play someone in a movie or a show, like if they're from uh, South America but they're playing Mexican or something like that, does that bother you? You just don't care if it's, lati- if it's Latino?
0: I mean, people, look, people dissect everything nowadays. I mean, just take it for what it is. You know, there was a point and in, in, in time in my life where I thought, uh, Southern Americans and and Mexicans were all the
2: same, but apparently we're not. So sometimes <laughs> ignorance is
0: bliss, and we, we we all want people. We just need to focus on the craft. So and you want
2: if it was a if it was a movie a bio movie about like a famous Mexican or Mexican American, you wouldn't care if it was played by Venezuelan or Colombia. It wouldn't matter at all to you. As
1: long as they have a good character, yeah. it's just like the uh, the movie Malibu
2: yeah. with
1: Malibute. You know, he was a white ba- <laughs> uh, he was a white guy yes. acting like Latino or black or whatever. But I mean. It's just,
2: it's you guys just are much more relaxed than everybody on the West Side. I'll
3: tell you that. Well, like oh, yeah, Jack man. Black played uh, the Luchador in the... Nacho uh, Libre. Nacho oh, Libre. Libre. That's one of my
0: favorite movies. Yeah, <laughs>
3: Mexican people love that movie. I love it. They're yeah, not as hung up on it. Yeah. Just go with the flow, man. Just
1: go with the
0: flow. That movie is the funniest thing ever. I will never get tired of that movie.
3: <laughs> well, you know what? Too they they also have real problems. Like they Scar has been explaining that they're not firing off emails to the fucking head of Sony. Complaining that Jack Black was playing a, a Mexican wrestler, the, you know they don't fucking care. There's there's other shit going on in the world. You know what I mean? Exactly.
2: Yeah, but I I will I'm not just, trying
3: to speak for you guys. That's I'll disagree just really. only that
2: if you do protest a little bit, you get a little bit. And if you like, you know, I would say this: African Americans have done a really good job of protesting in Hollywood, and they've gotten a lot more roles in Hollywood, a lot more feature roles, a lot more presence in the all the big names, all the stuff like that. And that took a lot of protesting and you know, being very vocal and being very angry and putting yourself out there. So there's something to be said, I love laid back, but also laid back doesn't always get you what you want. So there is that fine line to walk. And sometimes, especially, I think, minority cultures are afraid to be called out for being uppity or being in your face or demanding or shit like that. You get put down for that. But you almost have to do that, right? Otherwise, 30 years pass and and nothing's changed, so... So I want everyone to watch Cholos Try. I love the I love that. I'm definitely gonna be watching it. Yeah for sure. I wanna how about Cholos Try a pizza restaurant on the West Side. <laughs> you guys We're gonna, just get just get over just get over here more often. It's great to he- it was great to have you guys on the show and hear a different perspective than we normally get. All uh, right, thanks for having us. Of course, guys. And d- check having...
3: out Cholo's Try and all the you guys uh, should go come with me to uh, the Abbey in West Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gay bar. The gay bar. Oh, in west no. That'll blow that'll blow your that'll blow your mind. Are there are there gay cholos,
2: by the way? Not that I no, know No officially Not officially <laughs>
1: Yes I've heard some
2: you heard some yeah, you heard about one the, guy They've like... been
1: locked up too long You yeah. know maybe
2: <laughs> Just like there's no gay people in Russia No gay black people No gay, no gay cholos They
1: keep it undercover Yeah
2: they're, it's, it's undercover man. Thank you so much for being on the show today guys Thank All right. you yeah. Peace Alright Matt I got a question for you Because I know you're still a technically single man Who'll be going to Halloween parties this year again Oh, yes, I will. I know your feeling. When did Halloween become, like, the sluttiest holiday ever? Like, when I was a kid, I'm not that old. When I was a kid, like, you got made fun of if you've dressed up past the age of, like, 11 or 12, (laughs) right? Like, after, like, fifth grade elementary school, if you still put on, like, a hobo costume or a ghost costume when trick-or-treating, if you are in middle school, your friends kind of started to make fun of you.
3: Yeah, around, like, sixth, seventh grade. Yeah,
2: but now it's, like, clearly, sometime in the last two or three decades, it's become a party for people that get wasted and girls dress really slutty and the reason I ask is there's a story this week that came up in like one of the popular costumes this year this is pure I don't even like using the word slutty I don't know how else to describe this the girl from the movie from the TV show Stranger Things on Netflix her name is Eleven she's an 11 year old and she wears a dress iconic dress in the show she's 11 years old and her name is Eleven? To make it very simple for you to figure out, yeah, she's okay. a, she's do not I don't I don't watch the show, but I think she's an alien of some kind. All right, so she's they call her Eleven because she's eleven years old, and the actress herself is like
3: twelve years old. The well, show was, sounds really fucking shitty, by the way.
2: Uh, it's one of those it was one of those summer summer cult hits because nothing else is on. I have never seen it, so I can't comment on it, but people are really looking for the
3: second season. Well, you can learn a lot about a show uh, based on simple details. Like, uh, what was the show where the character's name was McDreamy? Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> okay, you know well, right away yes. you don't need to ever watch that show.
2: Well, yes, but it's been on the show- air for like 15 years and very successful. So you and I don't watch well, yeah, it. Yeah, there's some...
3: a lot of mouth-breathing fucking Taco Bell eaters out there. I love yeah. Taco Bell. And I breathe through my mouth.
2: But I don't watch that show, but I don't watch that All right, show. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I, don't, I won't watch a TV show because the actors are pretty. In fact, by the way, uh, the, my biggest complaint with uh, Blade Runner 2049 was the fact they had both Jared Leto and Ryan Gosling in it. Which is just too much man pretty. Yeah,
3: it's a little redundant. <laughs> it's
2: a little. I, just, I don't. I don't need a future where all the men look was like models. Was Lito wearing eyeliner for no apparent reason? He was blind in the. He plays a blind guy in the movie, so they did some weird things with his eyes, but he still was perfectly like, perfectly handsome looking in every every shot. He was supposed to be like an older evil CEO, which made no sense whatsoever. Uh, I will not watch a show that where they're selling it based on attractive men, but I will watch a show based on attractive women. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good. I know you like attractive men. So when did when exactly did Halloween become like this? So anyhow, back to eleven. So uh, this company converted her little girl costume into a slutty grown-up girl costume, (laughs) and women are buying this as like a costume for Halloween. And there's a few others. There's like the girl from Harry Potter when she was like a middle school girl. Like her costume turned slutty and other things. You can't get more slutty than dressing like a middle school girl turn into a it's like a schoolgirl outfit type of thing yeah but but from that character from harry potter from a stranger Things, so you know who they're supposed to be and they're supposed to be a a young girl character that's pretty slutty right
3: yeah and it's kind of gross too if you and think about also, it. it
2: it's kind of gross it's going to attract a lot of a man's attention at halloween parties i suppose uh weinstein won't be traveling those to that <laughs> circuit but when, so when did halloween you're in this game when did halloween become like the sluttiest holiday of the year
3: I don't know. I'm like I'm trying to picture my dad when he was my age going to a Halloween party, and I'm sure that if he did, he would have not had a costume and would have like stood in the corner smoking cigarettes and like talking shit about everyone.
2: Um, Those old like fifties, like you know, I don't know, know think of the Flintstones episodes, but like Mad Men, where they'd have like a Halloween party, but the guys would wear like. A little mask, or like some, and they wear a suit and like some little mask or something. Right, right. Just because it was like they were obliged to do something, but they weren't dressed as like cavemen or football players.
3: But even when I was young and even into sort of young adulthood, I don't remember it being so slutty, uh, but maybe it's just that we live in Los Angeles. I, I don't know how slutty it is, you know, in the rest of the country. In L.A., it's it's a legitimate amateur stripper yes. hour. It's every chick living out her stripper fantasy. And gay, and gay dude. To even my girlfriend, who maybe I shouldn't, but she, unbeknownst to me, you know, she's not a chick that walks around parading her ass around, her Halloween costume was literally... Like a, like a pair of, th- of shorts that had her ass hanging out that was a sailor. And she doesn't care about sailing and has never no. expressed an interest in sailing. It was just like a slutty token sailor. And I, I, I didn't even address it because it's just the norm. But I, I kind of in my head was like, that's weird. That's anytime,
2: a- anytime you take a superiorly innocent or non-sexual outfit and turn it into something sexy, I call that slutty. Like that's like how yeah like you're the, you're the slutty orthodontist like right just not that slutty sl-
3: Jane Goodall fucking <laughs> slutty Hillary Clinton which would be a hilarious costume if anyone could pull that off uh, well there's but,
2: a slut there's a sl- well yeah now you well, mentioned- no
3: one just wants to be a slut right like no. you don't want to dress up like a whore as a slut yeah. like uh, no one's dressing as uh, Lindsay Lohan for Halloween it's it's got to be. I I don't know what the mental process is. Like it's it's like you're subverting something. It's a
2: very it's a very. If I may speak my feminist tone for a while, it's a very uh, what do you call juvenile? Like it's always like the slutty like cheerleader, the nurse or something. It's like a very like demeaning, sort of demeaning to women kind of thing where they're taking like traditional female things and turning them slutty, like young slutty, uh, you know, youthful slutty. It's like a yeah. it's It's like a male pornography fantasy kind of, isn't it?
3: Pretty much, and I never got the nurse thing at all. Like, that never made <laughs> no. sense to me. They're wiping some 80 year old dude's ass in the next room, and then, you know, you want them to come in and blow you. Like, and there are there, like, I've never been admitted to a hospital. I've never seen a hot nurse. No, there are no hot nurses. Uh, they're usually hefty, sort of Guatemalan women or Filipino chicks.
2: Well, also, uh, yeah, that's an LA thing, probably, because there probably are attractive nurses in other parts of the country. But in LA, if you're attractive, but you're not, could you you're not think nurse, of a least nursing.
3: attractive profession? That's like yeah. hot garbage man, or <laughs> like hot uh, hot, guys, hot guy that works for the city and cleans dog shit off the grass in the park. But it really is a it is a it is a party where everyone dresses like they're in a
2: porn, right? So the guys dress like football players or like caveman, and the women dress like slutty ver- cheerleaders or whatever it is, or sailors. And uh, I just don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not complaining because I appreciate the fact that it's just another opportunity for, like, old-school male chauvinistic sexist behavior to exist and be completely authorized. Yeah. But it it does seem weird in a day and age of of the rise of feminism and all this complaining that women have chosen to turn this holiday into, like, a strip show.
3: Well, because you can't change who you are. There's going to be—look, if there is some sort of discrepancy— uh, between men and women in terms of equality, that would explain it wouldn 't it
2: well there's the reason you, I, the reason I would guess you're you're do 't know the reason I guess your girlfriend is dressing like that is because of the competition right yeah I'm, just peer, pressure. If, it's just peer yeah, pressure
3: once one chick takes the plunge i mean you, you don 't want to be the chick dressed as the as the hobo wearing no. the baggy no. uh, you know with the knapsack or no, whatever. Even,
2: even if you had like it 's funny because like there 's an uproar now about. A costume for girl for young girls, uh, the Anne Frank costume, right? And they made and people were like calling it out as like this horrible, <laughs> what? It's it dressed like Anne Frank from whatever World War Two. Anne Frank dressed like well, it actually, it doesn't look like Anne Frank, but it's like a World War Two girls outfit, right? From whatever, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like,
3: really but, pushing. No, the boundaries. it is.
2: But I thought, and they like they they pulled it from the shelves. They had to pull it from the shelves because the scene is too controversial. I thought, like actually, that's kind of refreshing because you're actually dressing up as like a historical figure of some importance. Which seemed to me like that's what no I don't remember anyone dressed as and an,
3: admirable
2: yeah, and an admirable person. It would be like a, a, a woman, maybe an African American woman, dressing up as like you know Rosa Parks or someone like that, or some other thing like to actually make a statement of like I'm proud of this person or like this is my favorite historical character. It's something that like in a completely in a completely non cynical world, it mm-hmm. would actually make sense for Halloween. Yeah. But now they pulled it because that's too controversial. But then they have like slutty eleven-year-old girl from the TV show costume, or slutty. They had oh god, what else did they have? Like slutty Herm- Hermione from uh, Harry Potter. Slutty, everything was well, slutty. Well, that is so.
3: part of, of the Halloween, uh, you know, of the of the culture. The point of Halloween at this point. You know, is is to be offensive. I mean, that's how Halloween started. It used to be a lot more tame, obviously. But you're not supposed to worship the devil or whatever. It was
2: scary offensive. It was like ghoulish offensive, right? It was like
3: right. It was corny, but now it's become. You know, we're we're pushing the boundaries. Like, uh, uh, yeah, like it's getting more and more. Like after 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 the OJ Simpson,
2: I went as uh, uh, Ron Goldman, bloody (laughs) bloody Ron Goldman, which I thought was very very creative. I take a lot of heat. I take a lot of heat for that, but I never thought it was going as sexy, rock right? sexy. Right? Well, it was
3: like the president. I believe the president, whatever, some woman who was very high up at Yale, and you know these fucking snowflake kids were making a big deal about right. uh, you know uh, offending minorities with their costumes, and she said, I believe she's the dean of housing, whatever. She worked at fucking Yale. Probably is a totally incompetent and didn't earn her job, uh, but she was saying the point of Halloween is to be offensive. Like that's you, you know yeah. you're pushing boundaries, so you know we're not really offended. Like calm down, take a deep breath, yes, and and you know who gives a shit. um I, I, it's distasteful, but then, but then, that, but that, that's the whole point of Halloween. Is it? it is was distasteful
2: to worship pagan. There t- was a protest march against that dean, by the way, from the from the uh, activist students. Well,
3: I support her
2: saying that saying that you shouldn't. There is no one night of the year when you can be politically incorrect. But it, it is. That would be Halloween. I know. It's well. If you're going to celebrate a pagan holiday and you're going to do co- costumes and why not? But I can see why.
3: Imagine if you dressed up in a costume any other day of the year you would be looked at as a fucking crazy person and potentially committed to an asylum. So there is one day where you do shit that's different.
2: Well, this leads me into my conversation about the hashtag me Too campaign, uh-huh. where every single woman uh, is now claiming, uh, not claim and probably rightfully so, claiming, but probably rightfully so, they've been victims in their life at some point of sexual harassment or indecent sexual behavior by a guy, uh, up to and including assault, but not so assault so much, but just like pressured by a guy, put in an awkward position at work. Uh, They've
3: also all fucked a ton of guys.
2: Uh, well, not every, yeah, some women have. Not every woman has. But this Me Too campaign, I was writing, I don't, you saw me on Twitter writing Me Too. Like, Me Too, like, a, a guy looked at my breast and he wasn't handsome. Me Too. <laughs> there was just, I was coming up with all, like, the ideas they could think of that were, like, women suffer that isn't really bad is sort of, a, sort of their half thing on this. Here's my question, though. If every single woman is a Me Too woman and every single woman has suffered, like, some sort of a harassment at the hands of male. at what point is it no longer a victim, criminal campaign or whatever, and is it just a fact of life? If every single person experiences a crime or an injustice, at what point is it just part of the world? Is
3: it an injustice? I mean, I would would say yes, it's an injustice, but there are a million injustices in the world, right? Is a guy hitting on you an injustice? I think there's a problem with equating... You know, if you want to call it harassment, but some sort of minor inconvenience to, to rape. You know, it's like, I I was brutally raped. Oh uh, yeah, me too. Uh, you know, some guy uh, made an inappropriate pass at me at work one time.
2: Well, that's I mean, that's sort of the problem with the campaign, right? A, it's self-reported, so you just say it. If, you just say it if you you know if you want to. There's no evidence. Uh, but I would agree, that probably most women have been had made a pass at work or a pass made them work. And two, there's no, like you said, there's no distinction between different levels of like, whereas the, the, the criminal code distinguishes these very clearly. In casual conversation or in, in me tooing, there's no distinction between minor offenses and major offenses. And also, right. it's a, I mean, I want to do like me, like I had trouble paying rent, me too. I've like, I didn't get a job I wanted because they hired somebody less qualified, me too. I got like, whatever obstacle you've had in life that everyone experiences, most everyone experiences, there's a lot of injustices. And the fact that, like, because Harvey Weinstein assaulted all these women, that now they're all coming forward with, like, a story to show... I, I think we all know that women have been... Had, had to hear dirty jokes or had a crude guy, like, make a pass at them or had some guy stare down their top or whatever else it is that we, we see all the, that goes on all the time. Don't you assume that goes on all the time? Yeah, is that- well, it,
3: of course it goes on. And by the way... You can't, you know, augment human nature. You get men and women in a confined environment. A dude is going to make a pass. And as a feminist writer, uh, who I follow on Twitter, whose name I can't remember, um, she worked at Northwestern as a professor, and they were giving her sexual harassment uh, you know, training, the compulsory training that all the uh, professors have to do. And she raised a point to the person instructing it, which was, well, how do you know if an advance is unwanted until it happens? It right. could easily be wanted. And guess what? Dudes make passes, and then the guy and the woman end up fucking in the copy room because they're both into it. So, look, obviously it's inexcusable if you make a pass and the, the chick shoots you down. You can't keep doing it. That's harassment. But I have no problem with anyone making the initial pass. I mean, that's just the way that our parents met.
2: Yeah, that's how. That's where we came. Me too is where we came to be. <laughs> I mean, aggra- not violent, but aggressive male behavior. Guys, sometimes crudely like making passes at women. Now there are. You and I both know gross guys. There yeah. are gross guys. But I wonder, like, what percentage of the male population that really is. Because now I, I, I sent you something. I have people I know on Facebook, friends of friends, so forth, that are apologizing to women for men, for male, beha- for male behavior. Like, because of this, they're like, oh, I, I'm sorry on behalf of all men for acting the way we do. I'm well, like,
3: that guy's just trying to get laid. He's making a pass. He's, he's making <laughs> an underhanded strategic pass.
2: Well, he's trying to, he's trying to do what he thinks women want to hear. That's a pass. But yeah it is but I'm saying women want to hear that they want basically they want men to apologize for acting like men now Harvey Weinstein here's my question about Harvey Weinstein they're always like oh Harvey is not the only one there's like there's all these people like Harvey and I believe there are many more but how come we haven't heard of them like how why
3: is why is Harvey Weinstein he's obviously one of the because when Jeremy Piven makes a pass at you you end up sucking his dick in his trailer why are you looking at Brian (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's a good point though no I mean
2: the whole thing was like, oh, Harvey Weinstein's is an outlier. Every guy's like this. Well, where are the other – why did this take 30 years? Where are, I mean, I'm sure there are other guys. I know there are other guys. For sure. But if it was all these guys, why are these stories not out there all the time? Why has Harvey Weinstein captured new, all, every single news cycle for the last three weeks with the story? Because it, it is somewhat of an anomaly. His situation is somewhat of an anomaly. Most guys, A, are never going to be in that position to do that. And B, they're not going to rape women, casually rape women.
3: Yeah, and I don't know. So I don't want to be presumptuous. To me, his behavior does not fit that of a rapist. It fits the behavior of a, of a kind of a pervert. But he doesn't seem like an aggressive predator. But oh, I, really? could, I could be mistaken. I don't know.
2: I don't. He doesn't fit the typical, like... Serial rapist? Well, I. I but he is, he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's been a, he's a mean guy. The no, guy first, too. He's a he's a bastard.
3: Yeah, no, he's a fucking piece of shit. But I don't understand the focus on this one guy right now. Like, for example, the Academy of Motion Arts and Picture Sciences. By the way, you can tell how full of shit these people are based on the name of, of what they do. Yeah. They they vote on what movies. They, there's no science involved. Um, they. Only, what, in 2011, they awarded Roman Polanski Best Director. They nominated him, and he won. Uh, He's still in the Academy. Uh, Bill Cosby's still in the Academy. It's like the political climate. Okay, we're all going to fucking, and not to excuse Weinstein, but we're going to make this a really big deal right now.
2: Well, I think, to me, it is a big deal, but it's a big deal in the sense that it's not as common as people. I mean, I don't know how many guys in Hollywood are... Arranging for girls to like blow them in their offices in exchange for jobs. I mean, that, I mean that directly. There are some. Yeah, of course there are some. But I'm wondering, like, it's not every guy. Most guys are not pigs, and that sort of bothers me when they the Me Too the Me Too campaign convert looking at a convert you know from the opposite side is saying all men are basically gross. Right. No, uh,
3: certainly he's an outlier. I mean. You know, I don't want to be like an armchair psychologist, but he, you know, it could potentially be a, a psychopath. Like, everyone knows that the Weinstein company fucked over all their clients, and essentially what they would do is, you know, they would fund movies, produce them, and when revenue came in, they would write off all the profits as part of expenses for marketing or whatever, and they would never pay. Uh, anyone that, that got their movie produced. And that, I mean, that's just one aspect of them being essentially, you know, thug, like a criminal, uh, whatever, an unethical group of people.
2: Yeah, and he's, I mean, I, I think he is, he's not an outlier in the fact that guys all want to get laid, or that guys can be like kind of crude around girls, or that guys make passes at girls. But he's the outlier in the sense of his methodical, systematic approach to forcing women to massage him or watch him. Bathe or ma- watch him masturbate, or something like that. That's a complete outlier.
3: But when they say everyone knew about it, which is true, you know, the female members of his board knew about it. Oh, they all I- knew about it.
2: So why is no one? He had the, he had that clause in his contract where he could sexually. Ha- they couldn't fire him for sexually harassing women.
3: <laughs> fucking Gloria Allred's daughter knew yes. about it and took money to defend him and and uh, slander the fucking victims. You know, if you want to call them victims. Did you see the story about the six million dollars? Yes. So she
2: offered Rose McGowan $6 million. This is Rose McGowan's side of the story to uh, defend Harvey Weinstein and, and, and take down all her shit. I don't
3: believe anything Rose McGowan says.
2: I don't believe it either, although I do believe Lisa Bloom probably called her and asked her to do it and promised that there'd be favors for her. I totally see that happening, because Weinstein did that on the regular. That's how he kept people quiet. He'd call reporters and offer them script deals. He would call actresses and offer them parts to shut, you know, shut up, or he'd just pay them. So, yeah. yeah, though, I mean... He's an outlier if no other reason than him. there aren't many guys worth half a billion dollars that control the movie, that control really the making of movies. Right. That's a 10 people, 10, 15 people in Hollywood. He's in the top 10 of Hollywood.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He had the means to actually get away with all that shit. Most guys are not in that position. Although people have forgotten about your boyfriend, Joss Whedon. Who declared to his wife that he had to sleep with the young actresses because that was just part of his home mystique? <laughs> he, got, he got forgotten pretty fast. He's pretty close to he's pretty close to Weinstein, if you ask me. I just don't like I don't like it's like body shaming we talked about with our guests a couple weeks ago. If there, if it happens to every single woman, it just can't be it just can't be like a big thing. Like there's things that happen to every single guy. Well, know. and
3: it happens to every woman. And by the way, this is one of the more progressive. Countries in terms of how we deal with this, I'm sure there are are more progressive countries, but you know, I mean, fuck. If you look at India or any country in Africa, so you know, and not that women should be harassed, but clearly, men are trying to fuck women, and they're going to act in a manner that's going to, in in their minds, allow them to fuck women, and that's not ever going to fucking change. No. So we need to be kind of realistic about it, and if a dude stares at your tits. Don't display your tits if you don't want someone to look at your tits. Like, what is this fucking charade that we're going through? This fucking game that we're pretending. Do you get
2: nervous at the gym when a girl who's half naked walks by, and then you you think she might catch you staring at her, but she's also half naked in the gym, basically? She's got, like, a a low-cut sports bra and, like, tiny shorts. No. And she's like, and you're like, you kind of like, you want, you know, your natural instinct is to stare, but then you realize, like, everyone's probably staring at her, so I don't want to stare. I don't want her to catch me staring. And then she's going to be like angry at me. Yet she's half naked in a in a room full of guys. I
3: think her and I know the drill. Yeah, she wants she's dressing this way to get attention. I'm looking at her. I'm not being weird. I'm not leering yeah. at her. Yeah. I am.
2: You're not the guy that go like, hey, let's make some babies. No, <laughs> but I'm
3: going to. You know, when I'm looking in that direction. I'm going to be staring at your butt. Yeah. Why would I not? We why, live- why am I pretending that I'm not interested in it? I, I think
2: feminism will never work until that women rectify that situation, get, get control of that situation where half of them don't want to be looked at and half of them want to be looked at really
3: badly on both sides. And often the same person. And sometimes the same person. Yes. Yes.
2: I mean, the, whole, the, the, the thing going around now, if Harvey Weinstein was George Clooney, looked like George Clooney and had that whole suave veneer whether or not this thing would have been a big deal at all. I
3: think there's some truth to that, but, you know, that's also kind of minimizing. Like, we don't know what he did. We know for a fact that he...
2: Well, there are rape allegations now. Full rape, I mean, actual rape, assault, physical assault allegations.
3: But do we know what, what the woman means by that? Yeah, the
2: woman in England said that he actually came to, her, came to her house, knocked the door, she opened it, he pushed her against the wall and tried to, like... Start following her and push his dick up against her.
3: Okay, well then that's okay.
2: That's not good. (laughs) Yeah, and this was in the late '80s when he would have been like in his 30s. So you can see the pattern. The pattern was there a long time ago. Yeah. So, but then yeah, a lot of it was just sex for favors or things like that, or watch me masturbate. But now the rape, the actual rape, like he like pushed pushed me down to the floor, kind of shit was happening. So it's all it's all kind of coming out. Matt, this leads me to our final question, which is an email from Sarah for today. When is it okay to joke about a very sore subject in the news? So James Corden got attacked for, uh, for Harvey Weinstein jokes uh, a couple nights ago. I don't know if you saw that.
3: I saw that he got attacked. I don't know what his – these are jokes that he made a while ago? No, or? just two nights ago. What was his joke?
2: Uh, his joke was – So he, by the way, he was opening for the AIDS gala, which, <laughs> you know, that's a tough open. <laughs> <laughs> but said, they hired a comedian, so obviously they want comedy, and it, obviously he had his... You can tell by the jokes, I'm about to tell you that his, he had his comedy guys from this show write the jokes for him. He said, Oh, tonight's such a beautiful night in Hollywood. I can't do the British accent because all late-night guys have to be British now. Uh, yeah, please don't. It's yeah. fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, uh, tonight, It's such a beautiful night tonight in, in, in Hollywood that Harvey Weinstein asked tonight up to his room for, for sex or whatever it was. Not a good joke. It's not a good joke. No, his second joke was like, it's been weird being in, in, in town this week with Harvey, Wa- Harvey Weinstein in such hot water. I guess the women who saw him take a bath know what that's, know what that's like.
3: Just I mean, that is technically a joke. Yes. It's not, it's not but, laugh out loud. No, I
2: mean, people <laughs> groan. First of all, he's at the AIDS gala, so you've got to know you're at a very progressive, upscale Hollywood event. And second of all, he had to apologize later and said he didn't mean any harm and stuff like that. And I, I fucking hate when comedians apologize. Because right. it wasn't like he said something, he was drunk one night, they caught him off the cuff on a TMZ video. <laughs> this was his prepared material, that he, that he knew where he was speaking, he's getting paid, or he's doing his charity work. And he had his writers write it, so he knew what he was saying. Yeah. So why, apo- why apologize? Yeah, he
3: probably towed the line and was trying to be provocative yes. and not too offensive. And that's what he settled on was these sort of tame, unfunny jokes. Well, but they so do yeah, those, don't apologize. But they do those
2: jokes at every Hollywood event. So like Ricky Gervais does that at the, you know, at the
3: uh, Golden Globes. He so makes if fun you of, gave me eight hours, though, I could write a funnier Weinstein joke than that. But the
2: question was, they weren't going to take any Weinstein joke that night, right? There was complaints about, oh, you're making fun of the rapist. Ha, ha, ha. You know, and it, so he had to apologize so he didn't mean... So what point, is there any point, we've had this discussion I think before, do you, is it too soon or do you not make jokes about like, you know situations where there are real victims.
3: Oh, uh, I don't know. I I don't know if it was. I think that you have to address the elephant in the room, right? Because these are all Hollywood people, and so I guess you have to say something about it. By the it. way,
2: Weinstein was one of the biggest donors to this event in years. In all the years past.
3: Oh yeah, didn't he? He won like the Glad Award. Oh, he won the Glad Award. award. He won, yeah, he won
2: like every progressive award in Hollywood. And if you look at the tape, you'll see him with like. Jennifer Lawrence now is claiming what a gross piggy was stuff, but you'll see her like doing banter with him at the GLAD Yeah, She Awards. wasn't
3: claiming that uh, a year ago. though. No,
2: no. So, but is there is there a time like a Vegas massacre? Is there a time when like it's too soon to make jokes about something?
3: I don't know. I I don't do that kind of comedy. Like if it was me hosting it, I probably wouldn't say anything about it because unless, I, I. But yeah, there comes a time. I mean, there was the Comedy Central roast right after. September 11th when the buildings were, or the Ground Zero was still smoldering and Godfrey, uh, Gilbert Godfrey did the uh, yes. the bit about uh, September 11th uh, well, some, and, it, and it went poorly. I don't know. I mean, there's always going to be someone that that does it first. like, And I don't know what the rule is. Like, when can you make fun of the Vegas shooter? I don't know. Potentially never. I have no idea. I think right away. Okay. I, I think
2: only only because I think Mocking Harvey Weinstein, it, yes, it does minimize it to, I'm sure if you're like his rape victim and you see people laughing at Harvey Weinstein jokes, it might be it might hurt you somehow. But really mocking, I mean, satire and mocking is how you sort of bring this down to a, a human level. It's how you really, I mean, look at the stuff they do to Trump, right? That's how you really express the fact that you hate Trump. It's not your angry whatever tweet or whatever. No one gives a shit about that. But when you can, good, when you can do good satire... That 's how you really take down the enemy, the evil people, right is by making fun of them, so by making fun of Weinstein, saying it's okay to make fun of weinstein you 're mocking guys like that, you know
3: they, yeah, I think there's a tradition of that I mean that was a lot of the cat skills stuff right I mean didn't every Jewish comic do like nazi jokes yes
2: you uh, got to do, na- do you you got to do Nazi jokes because. It's what Mel Brooks like, did it, all, the, all the Nazi right. humor in his movies. Even in Blazing Saddles, when he made fun of all the blacks and he made fun of the Chinese and stuff like that. It was like, out, it, everyone was outraged at the time. But he's like, no, making fun of people is like the way you, it's the way you tear down like the bad things of society. Right. So I don't know. And I just, don't you hate when comedians apologize? I mean, yeah. That's the fucking word. That's like, at that point, you've, I mean, I know you're James Corden, you have a big, huge network contract, so you have to do that. But you're not really a com- you're not really a comedian if you're apologizing yeah, for hurting people. That's just
3: so fucking white bread. Uh, y- you know, I mean, he's got this show that's so safe, uh, yeah. and, and it's it just reeks of, of you know this network TV ultra safe. You know, I'm gonna ap- I'm gonna make a concerted effort to be a little bit edgy, yeah. and then I'm going to apologize yes. when someone complains. It's like. What the fuck are you bringing to the table? Yes, you know, like what? What use? Who's watching this show? Why do we need you? Like, when, remember
2: the time Ellen was had the picture of herself where she was on Usain Bolt's back? Yes, and then she got then she had to apologize for racist uh, racist stereotypes. <laughs> it really is. I mean, why is it, you're not a comic You're not a comedian if you're apologizing for your jokes that you found funny. I mean, if you had to do someone else's material for whatever reason, I guess. But if you actually create the jokes. And you think they 're funny, and you post them or tell them you can 't then apologize after the fact because that 's who you are
3: right and and also he 's apologizing not so much for for doing the jokes whether or not this isn't this is implied he 's apologizing that he sucked because if Chris Rock, who would probably be twice as edgy and yes. probably be up there killing getting getting legitimate you know laughs and, and people doubled over with laughter. He would never apologize, but he doesn't need to because he's funny. Yeah.
2: Well, it was Seth MacFarlane at the Oscars, whatever that was, for, who made fun of Harvey Weinstein being a, a groper, and everyone laughed and laughed and laughed. So right. Things, it's amazing how things are very, very in context or out of context. I, I don't like. I don't like the fact that British guys have taken over late
3: night TV. I don't either. <laughs> do, do you go to fucking Liverpool and, <laughs> and there's a guy from Oklahoma doing a fucking no. late night show? Like, wh- I have a theory. I was, with Pierce. Fucking Morgan, that guy. I believe that people became so inherently distrustful of network TV and the news that we brought in the Brits because it's like we're, you know, we don't relate to them. It's like they're a foreign entity commenting on our society, whereas, you know, Brian Williams is doing the same thing, but no one has any respect for that guy. You know what I mean? It's like a novelty that they, like Trevor Noah, no, nothing against him. But whose idea was it for a dude from South Africa <laughs> to do a comedy show about American politics? If you look at it on its face, it doesn't make a ton of sense, does it? Yeah, no, it's not that he's like a black
2: American or a minority American. He's actually from South Africa. It does, he's not even from the U.S. Not that he can't gain some insight into the U.S., but he's not, you know, he doesn't have John Stewart's sensibilities in terms of, like, yeah, the American experience. A, a
3: dude from the, exactly, and he's, he's, you know, relating it to how things are in South Africa, and, like... I have news for you, 99% of Americans couldn't name a single detail about South Africa, potentially that it's in the southern part of Africa, but they don't know the city, they don't know the culture, they don't know the history, so it's just kind of odd, isn't it?
2: I think everyone thinks they understand America, just because it's a big country and all the culture and celebrity and entertainment, they assume that they understand America, but I think you'd have to live here for at least ten ten a good 10 years before you you could make that claim. All right, uh Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote on today's show?
3: Sell it. Sell, it, sell it, you motherfucker. I uh, MattRalston.net. I wrote about Rose McGowan. Oh, so Victor Salva, that's the guy that directed Powder and yes. wrote Powder. Was he also not a convicted pedophile? Not only is he a convicted pedophile, he was convicted based on something he did on the set of his movie, uh, of his first movie, which was, you know, a SAG production. Yeah. He videotaped himself doing something, oral sex with a 12 year old boy who was the lead actor of his movie. Um, that's not allowed. No, uh, no, it's no, that I think your agent's not going to be down with that. Uh,
2: it goes on all the time, but not, not specifically legal.
3: R- right. Uh, they then went to his home where he had hordes of child pornography. He did 15 months in prison. Uh, Etc. So now Rose McGowan is, uh, you know, she's sort of one of the prominent voices on this Weinstein thing. I don't know that this has been broken in the news. Uh, I, I tend to uh, uncover a lot of things that no one else has noticed uh, or cares about. Um, Rose McGowan starred in a movie that this man directed. After he had been convicted of molesting I one saw, of his actors,
2: I saw your interaction with her. But she claims right that she didn't. Under, she didn't know about that. It's possible. It's also possible she knew about it but just wanted to break into Hollywood. I mean, she did actually hook. She did. She did something with Harvey, Wein, Harvey Weinstein that got her 100 grand. She claims it's rape. She claims it's rape now. Uh, by the way, I am. I am totally giving Rose McGowan credit now, as much as you and I have not bagged on her in the past, and I still don't really like her personally but as a person she's actually I think her career was over before this started but she's actually one of the voices in Hollywood that's actually speaking out completely honestly about the whole Weinstein thing because she doesn't give a shit anymore
3: I don't know how honest it is I also don't know what you have to do to, to... she got paid off for a hundred well grand. she called the
2: Amazon guy out she called the Amazon guy out the president of Amazon just got got laid off because he had sexually harassed some, some chick and everyone knew about it And I think Lisa Bloom by the way was representing him as well and Rose McGowan uh, called him out about that, and that guy got fired. So she's actually, like, she's doing. She, she's never going to work again. She's like Kaepernick in the NFL.
3: She's, she's outspoken, but half of what she's saying is fucking bullshit.
2: Probably, but half of it is true. And she's actually, she's, I think she actually has people in Hollywood scared, which is kind of interesting that she's going to name them next. She's sort of like a, the, she's a, she's a muckraker, right? So she's actually bringing up shit no one else will bring up. You're right, you're right. right. A lot of it's self-serving. Half of it's probably not true, but half of it is true. How
3: does the process work if you're – so this isn't criminal, and I'm honestly curious. So you don't go to the police, but you file – A lawsuit. Or or, or perhaps you – no, you don't go to the police because even if you drop the lawsuit at that point, they're going to pursue it if it's a legitimate rape. Oh, yes, yeah. So you go to a civil court over something that happened in a hotel room, and they say, we're going to pay you $100,000, but you may never talk about this again. Yeah. And you say, okay, that sounds like a good deal. Well, I don't understand how compensation works. Like, if someone... You, just call, you They're not allowed to
2: talk about the events that occurred. Well, if I was... You can't, you can't stop them from talking to the police. If I was the,
3: brutally raped yeah. and someone said, we'll give you $100,000, but you can't discuss the fact that you're brutally raped, I would say, uh, no, no. That sounds like a a bad deal for me, especially because I'm not hurting financially.
2: Well, you have to imagine you're hurting financially. And also, they can still talk to the You can't stop someone from their legal rights. You can't stop them from talking to the police. But you can stop them from talking publicly about it. So
3: it leads me to believe that uh, she was potentially being a bit opportunistic in this scenario. Uh,
2: I think in all these cases, there's an element of opportunism, obviously. That's why you're in the hotel room. Right. It's the same with Cosby. It's the same thing. The question is at that point is, like, what are, you allow- what are you allowed to say without sounding like an asshole about what happened to the women after that fact? Which is, like, you know, you get yourself in a bad situation. You're probably taking gigs where you got yourself in a bad situation. Definitely, so, yeah. I... But You're not going to get raped because you're 6'2". But, I mean... 6'4", actually. No, 6'4". You look 6'2". No one ever goes over. <laughs> All right. So, that's what you're promoting this week? You and Rose McGowan? Sure.
3: <laughs> uh, sh- yeah, more shit in the future, but, yeah, for now, Ralston.net. Brian, anything you got to sell? Sell it, honey. I'm going to be making my debut as a college hockey play-by-play announcer. Nice. It'll be on Friday night about 7 o'clock, I believe. Since Cal State Northridge on the road to take on San Diego State University. Since uh, a-
2: after nice. I attended my hockey game, I can tell you you can't tell when anyone scores. Do you say, he shoots, and then wait like 10 seconds? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, it can be tough to track who's actually tapping the puck in. It's an assist by someone's head, off someone's leg, off someone's glove. They all get points. Kind of describe, save, rebound, score! Yeah. And, uh, I think you got to wait a little bit for figure
3: out, you know, like figure out, sort it out. Well, the,
2: light, the big light goes on, and the train, freight train noise comes on. That helps. Oh, yeah, the Kings have <laughs> like that you're, uh, you're, train you're, horn. Your ears start to bleed, so you got to know when the score goes oh, on. Oh, yeah,
3: that must have been for the Kings. Yeah, yeah that was fun. <laughs> uh,
2: that was the most dramatic sports event I've ever been to. The video, the lights, all that stuff. It's like a performance of cats. It's like, I mean, there's like the drama. They play the dramatic music and the videos and all the guys look like gladiators and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but man. But it's a little overly, and then the, then the hockey game starts. You're like, oh, okay.
3: Well, if you get there super early and it's just, you know, this dark arena yes, and the organist playing music all by itself, yeah. it is, you know, I, I can see the parallels between sports and religious experiences It is sometimes. a religious
2: experience. All right. Uh, check me on The Blaze on Friday mornings. Last Matter Podcast. Talk to you next week.